Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rim. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Well, Claudia, we've been having some fun with our series on fake goals, goals that are there in strange numbers or not, in all sorts of forms that are everything but helpful goals. That's right. And we've been talking about how perhaps this is a technique used to motivate employees, sort of set to, you know, raise the bar, set a standard, but often we go about them the wrong way. And they really lead to demotivating. Exactly. It's almost like setting goals with your arms stretched out stiff. You know, you got to keep your employees a certain distance away from you. And and so you are trying to motivate and reach higher goals without any relationship, without any information, without any collaboration. And it's going to backfire. And one of the main ways that we think is super motivating to people. Anybody will do anything for you, right? For the proverbial reward, the carrot that we can dangle out in front of people, the raise, the promotion, the new piece of equipment you're going to upgrade if. We're going to talk about that big if. So why do we do this? I mean, I'm, I'm sure none of us are going into it thinking I'm lying to my employees. I'm just, I mean, we're not all mm-hmm. that level no. of scumbucket, right? Right. In the boss right. category. I mean, there is something that it is it's possible, perhaps, if something changes, that this would be possible. So we're kind of working in that kind of frame of mind. So why do this? I mean, it strikes me that you just don't really know. You, it, well, that's it right there. You don't really know. So from your perspective, it seems perfectly reasonable that if such and such a goals are met, that it would be appropriate to reward it with the raise. If you were able to demonstrate certain skills over the next six to nine months, it seems appropriate, you know, not out of line, that that would warrant a promotion. But the criteria companies and departments and HR departments use to actually give raises or actually change someone's you know, place in the hierarchy, you know, a promotion, is vastly different. So you, you have made a promise that you may not even be able to keep, even if in all sincerity you think the person deserves it. Well, in the meantime, somebody's working extra hard all year to get that raise, that promotion, the upgrade. And when that day comes and find out either you're not willing to because of the budget constraints you have or somebody higher than you is not willing to follow through on your promise, whew, you've got a major disaster on your hands. It does. And I, I actually have an example straight from this source. And, you know, uh, of course, we try to keep things anonymous just for sake of privacy, but friend who was promised a promotion, a job description, a really... And it wasn't so much the money, but a real, you know, has been there a while in a certain position and was looking for a new challenge. And yeah. so has a conversation with their boss. Boss says, yeah, I'm totally open to you doing these new things. And along that comes, you know, a change in your pay scale and pay grade and more responsibility. Yeah, let's do that. You know, writes up such and such. But of course, it has to be sent to an HR department to really kind of be official. Sure. HR department comes back and rates a new position in the exact same, you know, scale as her previous job. Yeah. Ouch. And uh, that boss then went and said to her, oh, well, I'm sorry. This is the way it is. And it's out of my hands. And it's out of my hands. Suddenly, 
nothing I can do. I went from powerful and promise maker to powerless and apologetic. Well, guess who's looking for another job? I mean, he feels so betrayed. It's a, it's a credibility buster. Didn't even go back and try to fight it or, you know, say to HR, that's very important to, you know, regardless of our rules, how can I make this happen? And now it's not in the budget, whatever. Exactly. So you, you undermine everything with uh, that, that, what we are, we're calling the dangled carrot that you really don't know if you have the power to actually follow through on. Now, that's an example of it being outside of your control, making a promise where fulfillment's outside of your control. And there's also those of us who make a promise. And when it gets to that point, we're not really prepared to follow through ourselves. And that's just as much a credibility buster, if not more, because you, you can't even pretend to blame someone else for when push comes to shove. And at the end of the year, they've met all the criteria to get the promotion. Team member Y met it just a little bit more. And you choose to give the promotion to team member Y. Well, team member X, of course, is livid because it wasn't a competition. It wasn't a selection process. From their point of view, they they filled the requirement they were going to get the promotion. You chose someone else. And maybe team member Y wasn't even in the picture at the start of the year. I've seen that happen you know, numerous times, people getting promised uh, promotions. And when it came time, you know, somebody wanted to do a wider search. And then in the wider search, to fulfill whatever human resources requirement that you have to look at you know, throughout the company as well as in the department to be fair, a more qualified candidate was found somewhere else in the corporation. And they got the job. And I've seen that happen so many times. That, you know, just I cannot understand why the little carrot was dangled in the first place. Not because it's insincere, but because you weren't facing this reality that you know that the position is going to be posted widely and you know there's competent people throughout your company that you can't promise this person. Well, it doesn't matter how hardworking a person is, how loyal they are. Once something like this happens, even if they may understand it on a level, of course, that person was more competent or, of course, you know, it was out of your control to give me a raise. The motivation is gone. Exactly. Here's the distinction of why you can't talk people out of it. Because talking is just that. It's words. So you, in demonstrated action, you have just shown, not with words, you have shown with action that you do not follow through or cannot follow through on your words. So when you use words again, either to place, try and put blame elsewhere, HR wouldn't let me do it, or dangle the next carrot and say, but next time I'll make sure you're first in line, or you know, even just try it again, those words now are just that, words, because your action already demonstrated to the person you can't or won't follow through on words. And that's what kills it is you know, what actually happens, not how you describe it with your words or how you cover up or how you, you know, bifurcate or how you, you know, point fingers. Well, it strikes me, this seems, although I think we're more probably more comfortable with the vague targets and arbitrary targets as a a way that we use to implement motivation, it strikes me as dangling the carrot seems the most duplicitous. It seems the most, what's the one? The one that betrays the most. Mm. So it's really hard to recover from that. It is. It's a credibility thing. You know, you know I mean, that, the two themes that kind of run through all of these, one is your credibility as a leader, what's your goals when you set goals and ask people to perform up to some standard to meet those goals. When you lose, once you lose that credibility, it's an enormous cost to you. And then the other side of it is their motivation for 
people to want to work there, to want to work hard, to want to pour themselves into the job every day is not something that can just be pasted on temporarily, like under the pressure of a goal or the promise of a reward. That's just short term. So once you know you don't follow through, you know those those techniques will never work again. That's why we want it to be create a more healthy approach. So that if you're going to reward someone for performance, you know, with a raise or a promotion, you know, I'm a big believer in don't make them do all the work first. So I have more power. I'm in charge. I'm connected. You have less power. You're at my mercy. Why are we putting the burden on the person with less power to prove that they can do something before we pay for it? So with keeper high-value employees, I believe in giving them the, the raise and the promotion first and letting them rise to it and meet the challenge as a way to say, I trust you, and that'll mo- that motivates like you would not believe. And if you don't have that kind of, the luxury of that kind of situation, you know, meeting them part way and saying, I want to recognize your potential with you know, this percent pay raise at this point, and I want to recognize the realization of that potential with the other half of what we're talking about in a year. You know, and meet them halfway, reward the potential, and then realize the potential. And that way, you, the person with more power, demonstrating your trust, confidence, why you think this, they deserve this carrot, up front, you're, you're, putting, you're t- bearing half the risk, if not all the risk. I think you should bear all the risk, but that's almost impossible for people to do. So, you know, to, to meet them part way. And then the credibility and the motivation, those two things dovetail, your credibility and their motivation, you know, partner into this effort to meet these goals and to make those things happen rather than this kind of test, testing the child. Well, if you, you know, your room's clean, you can go to Disneyland. You know, they're not children. Well, next week we'll be talking about double standards. Uh Uh-oh. Um, so, <laughs> and this is an interesting one because I think it'll bring us kind of full circle yes. with what we have uh, been talking about. And we'll explain more next week. If you have any comments or questions about our podcast this week, we're on the web at boldenterprises.com. We'll see you next time as we conclude our series. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.